Hello everybody, welcome back. This week is Parshas Mitzvah, it's Shabbos HaGadol. And this will be our final shir before Pesach. And Amir Hashem will resume after Yantiv. Shabbos HaGadol Drasha, I'll be saying on Shabbos, the time is in the sheet, but I'll also be repeating it, the Hashkafa portion of it, on Matzah Shabbos uh, via Zoom at, I believe... Um, I think I remember nine thirty or nine forty-five, as it says on the sheet. So <clears throat> you can you can uh, hear it there also, and then it'll be uh, posted on my podcast, like everything else. So let's continue with the last part of Hilchas Pesach. Um, so all all kashering needs to be completed before Chatzais on erev Pesach. This is very important. A- any kashering that you're planning on doing can only be done up till the the time that Chametz becomes Aser. On uh, on erev Pesach, and that includes the bechers and whatever. After that point, there's no point in kashering anymore. There's no use. Uh, so either something doesn't need to be kashered, or it does, but you uh, you can't kasher from that point and on. On erev Pesach, it's very important to plan all haircuts, nail cutting, manicures, washing clothing. All that should be done um, before chatzais. And after chatzais, if you still need a haircut, uh, it's only permitted with a non-Jewish barber. Near cu- nail cutting and manicures also can be done by the avid after chatzais, but again, if having that in mind, it's ideal to schedule all those things as best as you can, either in the morning or the day before on on Thursday. It's good to plan ahead so that you don't fall into shyness. Likewise, with doing laundry, which is obviously going to be very important to get done before Yantiv and Chalamayd. Matzah can't be eaten erev Pesach, so starting from Chaydish uh, Nisan, many people have a minig not to eat matzah, but that's just a minig. On Arab Pesach, it's, it's a real halacha, you're not allowed to eat matzah. And it begins from the age of chinuch. So once a child is going to be up for the Seder and you're going to involve him or her in the mitzvah of Sibritius Mishraim, they can't eat matzah. But ma- that, that includes a matzah male cake is included in that as well. But matzah, which is cooked, could be eaten. So you could, sir, you could give a knedel uh, if that's. If that if that works, you can give a knedel to uh, to a child, but a, a child that's very little, um, who's not going to be staying up for the seder anyway, then maybe you're making a, a fake seder for them, you know, while it's still light outside. So then, obviously, you can give them matzah because they are not they're not staying up for the seder anyway. Uh, salt water should be prepared erev Pesach, and if you forgot, you can you can just make the amount you need for the seder, and you just don't make it too strong. Uh, even then, you can even make it on Shabbos, and then you make the amount, this, whatever you need for the next night. The main course served by the Seder needs to be cooked meat or, or chicken. It, it uh, can't be baked uh, or roasted or barbecued. But what you could do is that if you uh, fill up the pan of chicken or meat with a lot of liquid and you cover it, so then that counts as cooked chicken, even though it won't come out like cooked chicken. But as long as there's enough liquid over there and the, and the pot is covered, so the, the, or the pan is covered, then it constitutes uh, cooking halachically, and you could serve that by the Seder. Everyone is equally obligated in Arbukaisis. Men are obligated, women are, are obligated, certain all, certainly all boys and girls over Bar and Bas Mitzvah are obligated, and children are also obligated in Arbukaisis. And the minimum amount that you need to drink to be yaitse, the mitzvah of the four kaisas, is the majority of a revius. How much is a revius? So this year it's actually interesting because the first, very first kais that you drink Friday night is the kais of Kiddush. And uh, Friday night Kiddush, you're supposed to have a little bit of a larger amount than you would have for the rest of the kaisas, the other 
remaining um, seven, the you know three on the first night and the four on the second night. So for a typical kais, it's enough if your becher holds um, about four ounces, even if a little less. But ideally, your becher should hold at least four ounces. Almost every becher or cup holds about four ounces, and you need to drink the majority of that, which is um, more than two, so about two and a half ounces. Two and a half ounces is not a lot. Um, it's uh, when you if you use those little plastic uh, shot glasses, those are each one is one ounce. So two and a half of those is the amount necessary to be yitzay. And the very first kais of kiddush, your becher should be big enough to hold five ounces, and you drink the majority of that, which is a, a little bit more than two and a half, so about three ounces. Now <clears throat> it's important to uh, realize that. It is an Indian to drink the whole kais, so you can do that if you can, but it's important to keep in mind that you do need to drink the, at least a majority of the kais within a short span of time. You can't sip it and take like two minutes drinking it. It has to be drunk quickly in order to be yaitse. And if you know that if you finish off the first kais and you finish off the second kais, by the time you get to the fourth, fourth kais, you're really not going to be able to drink it or you're going to have to force it down. That's not ideal. It's actually better to cut down on how much you drink the first and second and third in order that you should be able to drink the fourth and not like gag on it. That's, that's more of a hit or mitzvah than finishing the first kais. So it's good to keep that in mind, and especially with children, uh, I do encourage them not to drink so much right in the beginning, even though they're very excited to, in order that they should be able to drink the, the kaisas at the end. But the halacha is, it's actually very clear in Shulchan Aruch that you are obligated to drink four kaisas, even if it's going to make you sick. I mean, not sick enough to go to bed, but even though it's, you, you, you can't drink it and you hate it, uh, Shulchan Aruch is it's one, actually the only place where Shulchan Aruch spells it out. It spells it out over here, it says it doesn't make a difference, you have to really force yourself to drink it. Now, you could drink, after you drink after you make Kiddush, you're allowed to drink other liquids as well until you begin Magid, so you could drink soda or, or water or whatever. Uh, you just should have that in mind. So when you make Kiddush, have in mind that you're planning on drinking something else, and then you don't even have to make a bracha on whatever else you want to drink. So if you want to drink water after that, you drink it without a bracha, and it's included in the Kiddush. Um, I uh, say every year that you can also eat something, because often, you know, so busy Arab Pesach, you don't get to eat, and then you eat, ate earlier, and that's already a long time since you ate last. You might be starving, or people might be starving, and it's important not to be very, very starving during the Seder. So it's just the timing is important. So the, 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 the point, there's only one point really you can eat by the Seder before you get to Shulchan Aruch, and that is before you do Karpas. So after Kiddush, it's really just after Kiddush, before Karpas, you can eat something which is not a Hadama. So you can eat um, an egg, you can eat soup, uh, and make a shahakal on that, and then make a barnefashis on that, and then you do karpas, because the idea is you want to make a hadama on the karpas, and you want that hadama to work for the maror, and you can't make a barnefashis after that, because then you you basically, you know, the whole point is you lost the whole point. So whatever eating you're going to do, you need to do it before karpas, and make your barnefashis on it before karpas, so then you can make your the bracha on karpas, and then that extends till the mar. And also, you don't want to eat something that's a hadama, because then you can't make a bracha on the karpas. Again, you're back into the same problem. So the only thing you can do is have something which is a shahakal, or ha'etz. So you could have a fruit, or you could have an egg, or, 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 a, or a liquid. Um, eat it, make a barnefashis, and then and you, and you do karpas. That's the only point in the seder where you can eat, and if necessary, definitely do so. So that uh, whoever it is, uh, men, women, children, whoever, isn't... Uh, you know, uh, losing all patience because of their, how hungry they are.
Now, <clears throat> everybody, the men, women, and children from the age of Chinuch are required to say the Haggadah. Uh, or, now, you don't actually, you actually could actually listen to someone say the Haggadah as well. So if it's hard for someone to say, they can listen to the person who's leading the Seder and have a mind to be Yitzhak with them. That's, that works too. But you do have to do the, the whole thing. Ideally, really, everything has to be said. But uh, often that becomes very difficult or you have to, you're in and you're out and whatever, you miss parts. So there are definitely parts that can't be skipped. Um, and they're pretty self-evident which ones are the, which parts they are. I'll spell out at least some of them is Manishtana obviously has to be said and heard. Avadam Hayinu, Mitchila, through Hishamda, that very important. The Makas you have to say, Pesach Matzimor you have to say, Lefikach and Halal. Um, that's up till the second kais. All that needs to be said. After the third kais, you have to say everything. All that has to be said. That's halal and halal, nishmas, that you can't skip anything. But in the in the in the Magid, at least that much you have to be sure to say in order to uh, be to the mitzvah of Sibritis Mitzrayim. As far as how much matzah you need to eat in order to be say, so there's a difference between the first kazais that you eat, meaning to say the mitzvah, when you're doing the mitzvah of mitzi matzah, there you're supposed to eat the larger shear of matzah, the, the larger amount, where there's a question of how big a kazais is. And a kazais is kind of, the larger shear is, is big, it's about a half a matzah of, the, of a hand matzah, of a round matzah, it's about a half a matzah. Um, now that's a big shear, and that's what we try to do because it's a deraisa. That's difficult. You can, or for children who that's like way too hard, you can eat less than that. So about a third of a matzah is sufficient. And for kairech or for afikaimen, a third of a matzah is all you need to eat. Um, and if that's hard, you can eat even less than that. You can eat a quarter of a matzah. And for maror, uh, basically, it's it's a good idea unless you want to eat a lot of maror. If you want to have a lot of people by your seder, it's good to figure it out before about how much it is. Weight wise, if you have a combination of leaves and stalks, it's about twenty one and a half grams. So you can measure it out just to get a good idea of how much it is, and then when you give it out, you can uh, make sure that you have at least that much. I'm going to talk a little bit about Hilchas Chalamayid. I sent out, uh, was sent out the Halachas of Chalamayid, you know, extensively, so you could read through that, and it covers hopefully most things that come up. But I just wanted to talk about laundry because that's, you know, often the main thing that's that comes up. Um, so it's important to understand that it's interesting why it is that Chazal don't want us to do laundry in Chalamayid. Really. Laundry is something which is a very much Sarah Hayantiv, right? And generally on Chalmud, you're allowed to do things that are for the sake of the Yantiv. But the reason is because they wanted to make sure that we come into Yantiv with clean clothing. So they said no washing clothing on Yantiv so that everybody's forced to wash their clothing before so you have clean, clean clothing for Yantiv because. Uh, especially in those days when it was a really a big job to clean clothing, you know, you had to get the water, heat up the water, and uh, there were everything by hand. People were really uh, there was a really etzahara to push it off to Yantiv when you're to Chalamayid when you're not working on anything else. So they made this iser that you can't do laundry under on these circumstances. It has to be done um, before Yantiv. That having been said, they did make um, an exception. And that exception is for children's clothing. And the reason why there's an exception for children's clothing is because children are constantly soiling their clothing. So even if you have, you know, done it before, it's not going to help. It's going to get dirty anyway. So there's not clear exactly what age that applies to, but typically we assume that that would go until about 12. So children up till about 12, you can wash their clothing. But even if you're washing children's clothing, you can't put adult clothing into the machine. That's that's not permitted. You can only wash the children's clothing. Um, 
for for adult clothing, you can wash certain there are certain exceptions. So, clothing that nursing mothers need uh, can be washed because that's kind of like children's clothing; it gets constantly soiled. Um, if a woman needs white undergarments for the period of nida, that can be washed. And stockings can also be washed because essentially it can just be soaked in water and that's really enough. So stockings is also another exception that you can wash. Uh, other than that, really, it's, there's really no exception. Other, and if you are in a uh, tight spot without clothing, you have to ask a Shiloh. Spot cleaning, though, is permitted. So you could spot clean. If, you, if something just gets a spot, you're allowed to wash it off, you know, with, uh, with a sponge and so on and so forth. You also, if you like, you just want to make sure that something doesn't get ruined, so you can soak it just to so that the spot doesn't ruin the clothing. That's also something that's allowed on Chalamite. Not on Shabbos, on Yantav, obviously. Now, washing tablecloths, linen, and towels are also included in this Isser, but if you had a huge amount of company the first days and you simply don't have enough for the second, there is a hatchet to do that, to wash in order that you should have enough for the second days.